The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. There are approximately 200 million one-on-one meetings a day around the globe, costing well over $350 billion each year based on just time and wages. However, our research suggests the potential of one-on-ones is not being reached. Namely, around 50% of employees indicate that their one-on-ones were suboptimal, clearly not the return on investment that we desire. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Next Big Idea Daily. Today, we're going to talk about meetings. Have you had any good ones lately? For better or worse, meetings are the lifeblood of the modern business world, and how to have an effective one is a perennial topic of research and writing. But most of that attention is on group meetings, while arguably the most important ones you'll have in your working life involve just you and one other person. That's why Steven Rogelberg wrote the new book, Glad We Met, The Art and Science of One-on-One Meetings. Steven is a professor of organizational science, management, and psychology at UNC Charlotte. He's the editor of the Journal of Business and Psychology and the Talent Management Essentials book series. Our curator, Adam Grant, says Stephen knows more about how to improve meetings than anyone on earth. Here he is to share some of his big ideas. I've been studying teams, leadership, and meetings at work for decades. This research has involved many different data samples and methodologies, all designed to garner evidence-based insights to transform day-to-day pain points into valuable and meaningful time. Of most relevance here is my newest research on improving one-on-one meetings that involves well over a thousand leaders and direct reports around the globe and interviews with top leaders at highly successful Fortune 100 organizations ranging from Google to Facebook to PepsiCo to Warner Brothers to Chase Bank. Using conservative estimates, leveraging published calendar data, there are approximately 200 million one-on-one meetings a day around the globe, costing well over $350 billion each year based on just time and wages. One-on-ones are meetings orchestrated by the manager, but for the direct report. Successful one-on-ones address the direct's tactical and practical needs around getting work done effectively, but there's so much more. These meetings fundamentally influence a direct's experience at work and their manager, including how they engage and attach to the role and envision their future at the organization. One-on-ones also promote manager success. Namely, managers are judged by the success and achievements of those they lead, and one-on-ones elevate the performance of directs and the team more broadly. Ultimately, the best managers recognize that one-on-ones are not an add-on to the role. Conducting one-on-ones successfully are foundational to being a manager. In many regards, these one-on-ones are where leadership really happens in a deep and meaningful way. However, our research suggests the potential of one-on-ones is not being reached. Namely, around 50% of employees indicate that their one-on-ones were suboptimal 
clearly not the return on investment that we desire. And the problem will not resolve itself on its own, as managers generally believe they are good at running their one-on-ones, even when their directs don't report the same positive feelings. Thus, a managerial blind spot exists. And to make matters worse, I've only found one organization of the hundreds I've surveyed that provides meaningful training on the topic of one-on-ones to leaders, despite its incredible importance. Clearly, this is an example of an organizational blind spot. This is where Glad We Met steps in as the first book I know of that deeply explores the topics of one-on-ones leveraging science. It's designed to increase managerial self-awareness, level up skills, and share critical paths to elevating the one meeting type that should not be an email. Talk less listen more. The biggest predictor of one-on-one value I have found in my research is the direct report's active participation as measured by the amount of time they talk during the meeting relative to the manager. Stated differently, the biggest predictor of ineffectiveness was a manager talking more than the direct. The ideal balance appears to be the direct speaking anywhere between 50 to 90% of the time. While the agenda will dictate some of this, of course, the manager should actively avoid talking more than the direct. This is not as easy as it sounds, given research showing that talking about ourselves fires up the same brain areas as sex and good food. We talk about ourselves because it feels good, but resist the temptation. As part of this, encourage your direct to share solutions to problems they bring to you rather than just sharing yours. But here's the key point. If the direct solution does not fully align with yours, but it's still viable, go with their idea, even if you think yours is a bit better. If you think there's a large gap in quality between your idea and theirs and the consequences of a wrong solution are high, then it's reasonable to push back. But if that's not the case, accepting the direct's idea conveys that you trust them and their judgment and promotes more commitment from the direct to take action and persevere in the face of obstacles. If the solution does not work out down the road, you can certainly debrief together and try something different. If it does work, however, it's a win-win for both of you. I don't want you to think that you can't share your point of view in a one-on-one. You certainly can and should, but pick your battles and be reasonable to avoid demotivating your directs. Meet every week or every other week. The science tells us this meeting frequency will maximize the positive gains of one-on-ones. Gallup, for example, studied the engagement levels of 2.5 million manager-led teams around the world. They found that, on average, only 15% of employees who work for a manager who does not meet with them regularly are engaged. Managers who regularly meet with their employees almost tripled that level of engagement. Can a monthly meeting model still work? Mm, Yes, kinda, not really. With one-on-ones more than every two weeks apart, the time lag usually makes feedback and conversations less timely. Namely, with monthly meetings, there's a tremendous recency bias. This bias leads to discussions of what recently happened rather than earlier happenings during the monthly period, as recent events are just easier to recall. Finally, one-on-ones are most effective when they build off each other in a timely manner. 
as you create momentum around developmental areas or desired actions. Continuity and momentum suffer with long time lags between one-on-ones. What is interesting is that not only is weekly and bi- and the bi-weekly approach associated with the best outcomes, but this is actually what is most desired by employees when surveyed. And contrary to the feedback and attention-seeking stereotypes around the younger generation, data suggests that more senior employees desire the most one-on-ones with their manager. An agenda of sorts is indeed needed. Many managers assume that one-on-ones are too informal for an agenda, but my research underscores that having a simple plan of action is a strong predictor of the effectiveness of one-on-one, whether it's created in advance or at the meeting itself. But even more critical is the direct report's involvement in its creation. Both directs, reports, and managers rated meetings highest when the direct report created the agenda whether they did so alone or in conjunction with the manager. The simplest agenda-building model, which also received high ratings of effectiveness, is called the listing approach. It involves the direct and manager separately creating a list of topics to discuss. Then at the meeting, the direct works through their list first, followed by the manager working through their list. And of course, areas of overlap tend to get called out. Alternatively, I did identify a number of managers taking a different approach and finding success. Namely, these managers organized the one-on-one through the following simple questions. One, how are you? Two, what would you like to talk about today? Three, any problems, concerns that you would like to talk through? And four, anything I can help you with or support you more on? I do want to comment quickly on the how are you question and share a useful alternative. Questions like this typically elicit quick, socially ingrained answers. Fine, pretty good, great. They just don't tend to inspire more thought and reflection. There is an intriguing tweak, however, grounded in research that can make a general check-in question like this yield deeper insights. Here's what it looks like. You ask, take a moment and think about what's going on in your life and at work. Based on that, how are things going for you? or taking into consideration everything going on for you at the moment. How are you showing up today? The twist, the direct has to answer using a 10-point rating scale, from zero being very poorly to 10 being very good. You will tend to inspire more thought, and the response you get back will give you something to explore. For example, tell me more. Why are you feeling like a six today? What's going on? The additional candor and depth are key to a great one-on-one. Before leaving this tip, there is a key caution I want to broach. Both the core question approach and the listing approach I mentioned tend to privilege immediate tactical issues and fires to be put out. This is somewhat problematic as we don't want one-on-ones to just fall into a status update trap. Thus, when the direct or the manager are selecting areas of discussion, periodically commit to weaving in longer horizon topics such as career planning and developmental opportunities. To aid in this effort, a few strategies can be used. One, dedicate five to 10 minutes at every meeting to something not tactical, or two, dedicate one meeting out of every four to address longer horizon issues, or three, consider the use of a meeting template that always contains a longer term item. This approach assures that the one-on-one covers a range of topics over time and does not become predictable or stale. All right, let's switch to the direct report perspective now. 
A one-on-one -on -one is a dance of sorts. There may be one person leading, but clearly this is not enough. Both parties have a critical role in putting the dance together. Each party shapes the one-on-one -on -one and is responsible for a success or failure. The direct does not play a passive role in one-on-ones. They play an active role in making these meetings truly effective. Thank you, Stephen. I should mention that Stephen is also our guest this week in our Innovators group on LinkedIn. He's there answering your questions. And if you have some for him, just sign up for the next Big Idea Club at the executive level and you'll get full access to the group. You'll be able to level up your career by chatting with Stephen and other top business authors. To join, just go to nextbigideaclub.com and use the code DAILY for a special discount. I'm Michael Kovnett. See you tomorrow.